it's not only the potholes. People complain about the congestion on I-84 a lot. Can't wait till you get those tolls in there. You've just got to time, to time it right. Avoid the peak rush hours. That's from about, oh, 5 a.m. to noon. And then there's the evening rush, which is around noon to midnight. And that get-out-of-town Friday rush that starts Thursday morning. If you do all that, you'll avoid the congestion. You remember the tornadoes we had last year? Drivers had to avoid all kinds of flying objects. Once we're off the road, dead animals on the side of the road, it was almost as bad as their Monday morning commute. They say that comedy comes from pain. Those jokes you just heard, they weren't the words of a comic. They were from the mouth of Mark Boughton, the mayor of Danbury, Connecticut. The same Danbury where I-84 runs through straight down the middle. The life artery to all the major roads leading to streets, the homes, the stores, and everything else that makes Danbury, Danbury. And as the mayor states, here, transportation is hell. It's pretty much the same all through the state of Connecticut. The roads need repairs, bridges are in danger of collapse, rush hour lasts for hours and hours, and the state of Connecticut is broke. There's not enough money in the coffer to fix these problems. I know. It's tough to watch the place where many of us grew up, where I grew up, go from a picture of happy summers on the beach, from classrooms that included both friends who lived in literal mansions on Japan Point, and those like me from the other side of Stanford, and an all-around really nice quality of life, to a decaying state that has the highest gap between rich and poor in the nation, is all, almost $38 billion in debt, and which 29,000 people fled last year in 2018. How did this happen? How could this happen? You can throw around a lot of numbers and studies or blame whoever held office at different times. But the one person who explains it all so clearly is Chris Keating, Capitol Bureau Chief of the Hartford Current. Chris has covered the toll issue for a long time, since 1993. Well, the, the debt problem is a long-running problem. Connecticut is in debt. Uh, the number one reason, as far as the pensions and things of that nature, is they didn't set aside enough money for the future obligations. In other words, it's, it's the equivalent of a person waking up at 65 and they realize they don't have much money in their 401k. And the reason is that they didn't set aside money when they were 25 and 35 and 45 years old. That's what has happened to the state of Connecticut. For years, under different governors, they didn't set aside enough money in, uh, for pensions and other obligations. And uh, during those years, they basically told people that they had surpluses. Uh, a couple of years, they even sent rebate checks back home so that people got money uh, in 1998, which was an election year, and then again in 1999. <laughs> um, and so, but during all those years, during a lot of those years, they weren't setting aside enough money in the same way that someone wouldn't be setting aside enough money for their 401k. So that's why we don't have enough money to fix the bridges and roads. Correct. I mean, if you, if you don't uh, fix things over a long period of time or you don't set aside enough money, uh, over a period of time, and you spend all your money, <clears throat> then you wake up one morning and you realize that uh, 
you don't have enough and you're in a bit of a pickle. Mm. Uh, at the same time, at the same time, Connecticut is an incredibly rich state um, that does generate a lot of money. Uh, but there's a lot of people out there. They don't want to pay tolls. They don't want to pay taxes, uh, et cetera. Not a lot of people like the idea of tolls. In a Sacred Heart University poll, 60% oppose the idea. But Ned Lamont, who was most recently elected governor, knows he has to do something. That something was to put anywhere from 50 to 83 toll stations on I-95, 91, and 84. It would raise $800 million a year, and those drivers from New York, Massachusetts, those passing through, would account for about 40% of the $800 million. At first, when he was only a candidate for governor, he proposed the tolls just on tractor trailers. But then... 38 days after being sworn into office, only 38 days after, is when the governor changed his mind and said, you know what, we're going to toll trucks and tractor trailers. That was Patrick Sasser, leader of the NoTollCT.org movement. Patrick is a fireman who owns a small business with two dump trucks with his brothers on the side. A regular guy. I wanted to know how someone like him became the leader of such a hot political movement. So it actually started two years ago now um, when Governor Malloy at the time was trying to push for 82 tolls to come up, you know, to be installed here in the state of Connecticut, um, that immediately just threw up a red flag. And I just said, how can that be possible? How can we be looking at 82 tolls peppered throughout the state? And uh, that kind of was spark that got me motivated to start fighting this. And I said, you know, I think, I think there's something that needs to be done. You've got an all-volunteer staff now and a lot of support from the public. We have an online petition that we've started uh, a year ago, and we're approaching 120,000 people that have signed that petition. 120,000? So, um, yeah, yeah. So we have, you know, we have people from every corner of the state who are involved in this, who are behind this movement, uh, who are speaking out. And that's why we find it interesting that the governor still continues to push for tolls, knowing that the public and the taxpayers of Connecticut don't want to see this happen. Governor Lamont's plan has gone through something of a metamorphosis over time. It started with, as Patrick explained, only the tractor trailers. Then tractor trailers and trucks. Soon it included cars with up to 83 toll stations. There were lesser fees for Connecticut residents and those with Easy Pass. There was even talk of putting a toll on the 1.3 mile stretch of I-684 in Greenwich that juts out into the otherwise New York Highway. And FYI, New York maintains that stretch without charging Connecticut a dime. The Democrats even offered their own no tolls idea. Chris Keating again. One of the alternatives that they're talking about, I think Lamont doesn't like it too much, but say you didn't have tolls, all right? The tolls are needed to pay back the bonds, all right? The, the, there would be federal, there would be, the, under the latest Lamont plan, there would be federal loans from the federal government at low interest rates, and you would use the toll money to pay back those loans. The people who don't want tolls to pay back 
those loans. They said the alternative would be to legalize marijuana and legalize sports betting and take the money from those two and pay back the loans with those. Uh, but Lamont doesn't particularly like that idea. He said that he didn't think the Trump administration would go along with that. Hmm, yes, values. Right now, we're in the twilight of 2019, and Lamont's current plan is back to tolling trucks only on a dozen bridges sorely in need of repair. Why all these different plans and changes? Simply put, none of these could garner enough votes from the Republicans and the Democrats of the Connecticut legislature to pass. So maybe cutting back to only tolling trucks is an idea we all could finally get behind. I checked in on this with Patrick Sasser from No Tolls CT. It's not necessarily just for me or my trucking business. Uh, you know, this, all, this has to do with the, the frustration that we all feel living in Connecticut of the tax burden that we all face. I don't care how the governor tries to sell this. He calls it a user fee. It's a tax. A toll is a tax. Connecticut has already ranked the second highest tax state in the country. So even going after these trucking companies like he originally planned, I was against that from day one. Uh, you know, people now rely so heavily on Amazon and they want things shipped to them right away. We want our grocery stores filled with produce, you know, every day, fresh produce. Well, where do people think that comes from? It has to come here somehow and it comes by tractor trailer. It comes by truck. And a lot of these guys are owner operators of these trucks. They can't, they barely make do with owning those trucks, the maintenance, the repairs, the fees, the fuel taxes that they have to pay. Hmm. And then on top of it, we want to hammer them with additional tolls. That's not fair. Hmm. And all they're going to be left doing is raising their trucking rates, which then the, the, uh, uh, the seller is going to raise the rates of the product. And then we, the consumer, will be paying more for every loaf of bread, every T-shirt we buy in a store. Everything will be affected by that. I asked my FedEx man about this. He said, yep, that's the way it works. So it must be true. Now, the governor insists that these tolls would be temporary, that they would only be up until we have the money we need. So that sounds wonderful. Uh, he is talking about temporary tolls. However, these loans uh, from the federal government are anywhere from 27 to 30-year loans. So hmm. they would be paying those loans back. So these toll gantries could theoretically be up for 27 to 30 years. Hmm. So at that time, these bridges may require more repairs by then, uh, and these tolls could be up forever. Well, maybe not. Maybe they'll have learned their lesson by then and have come up with a viable solution. It goes back to what I said earlier about trust. No one in Connecticut trusts them to say that these tolls are going to be temporary. No one trusts them in Connecticut to say that these tolls are only going to be 50 cents. All you have to do is look at our neighboring states and look at what those toll rates have jumped and climbed up to within the last five years. Uh, you can look at articles in the state of Pennsylvania where they installed tolls, 
And the governor of Pennsylvania came out in an article and said they regret putting up tolls and it has actually driven businesses away from Pennsylvania. Republicans had some ideas of their own. Enter, prioritize progress. No tolls, no tax increases. It's all about borrowing. But bonds that must be spent on transportation infrastructure. Chris Keating again from the Hartford Current. The Republican prioritized progress plan is 30 years, $65 billion, very expensive, um, but it doesn't really have the support. Now, at the same time, the Republicans were saying Lamont's plan, which is $21 billion, is too expensive, but their own plan is $65 billion, which would be three times as expensive. So again, a plan that couldn't pass. Prioritized progress died, but like the phoenix rose again from the ashes into a new plan, the Fiscal Accountability and Sustainable Transportation Reform Act. That's faster, without the E. Again, no tolls. No taxes. Instead, we take money from the state's rainy day fund to pay down obligations to things like pensions and free up the general fund to pay for infrastructure. As you can guess, Lamont wouldn't support it. Neither would the state treasurer, who warned that another recession is overdue. Maybe just around the corner, and the only way that Connecticut made it past the last recession was to go into the rainy day fund. Otherwise, the state would not have made it through. Is there a plan out there that might actually pass in the Connecticut legislature before it's too late? Before, perhaps, something like a catastrophic bridge collapse? I think probably what would happen if they really want to get something done and they say that they do, um, you would have to have a middle ground. In other words, to get a plan to pass, Lamont's $21 billion plan is probably not going to pass. So therefore, uh, the question to the Republicans has been, how about a 10 or a $12 billion plan with no tolls? And that's probably where your compromise is going to end up, An, uh, a no-tolls plan that's downsized and smaller than Lamont's plan. Um, has that been hatched yet? No. Is that being worked on? Yes. They're working on plans behind the scenes to try to get something approved. The Republicans are against tolls. There's some Democrats against tolls. So if somebody comes up with a no-tolls plan uh, that helps to and has alternative financing, then there's a possibility that that could pass. Connecticut's economic problem is way bigger than the question of tolls or no tolls. Having tolls or another plan that excludes tolls is like the story of the little Dutch boy who stuck his finger in the dike to prevent a flood from destroying his country. The tiny act of holding off the wall's collapse cannot stop the impending cataclysmic event from happening. The problem is bigger than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. This goes beyond it. Uh, Connecticut has uh, agreements of uh, they have um, unfunded liabilities that they 
you know, made agreements on years and years back that knowing that they voted on these things, knowing that they couldn't afford them. So, you know, we're in a big dilemma here in this state. Uh, you know, it's no secret the businesses have left Connecticut. Uh, they've moved down to other states that are more business friendly. I think Connecticut was ranked the 49th worst uh, business friendly state. Uh, you know, so there, there's a lot of issues. Yeah, and, and, and it shouldn't be this way. We are smack dab in the middle of Boston and New York City, and Connecticut is still lagging behind in, uh, in, in its economic growth. So, uh, yes, there's absolutely a much bigger picture than just this of transportation. You know, I think the governor and some of the lawmakers here in Connecticut are looking for the easy route, which is let's just create more revenue instead of rolling up their sleeves and figuring out how to start really managing our funds and how to make Connecticut more affordable for people to stay. Because if if there's no one left, there will be no one here to foot the bill. Thank you, Chris Keating, Capitol Bureau Chief of the Hartford Current, and to you, Patrick Sasser, founder and guru of NoTollCT.org. The music was Light by Odessa and Colorblind by Anuka. And thanks, Pete Puccio, Behind the Curtains producer. This is Jackie Gusto.